It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. The Investigation Protocol. Under Part 1, Section D of the 2020 Update of Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs entitled Confidential Reporting Structure and Investigative Process, it stated, in part, properly scoped investigation by qualified personnel. What steps does the company take to ensure investigations are independent, objective, appropriately conducted, and properly documented? This means your company should have a detailed written procedure for handling any complaint or allegation of bribery or corruption, regardless of the means through which it is communicated. The mechanism could include the internal company hotline, anonymous tips, or report directly from the business unit involved. You can make the decision on whether or not to investigate with consultations with other groups, such as the Compliance Committee of the Board of Directors or the legal department. The head of the business unit in which the claim arose may also be notified that an allegation has been made and the compliance department will be handling the matter on a go-forward basis. Through the use of such a detailed written procedure, you can work to ensure that there is complete transparency on the rights and obligations of all parties once an allegation is made. This allows compliance not only to have the flexibility, but also the responsibility to deal with such matters from which you can best assess and then decide on how to manage the matter. Indeed, the SEC considers a variety of factors around giving credit to corporate investigations. Did management, the board, or committees consisting solely of outside directors oversee the board? Or the review, rather. Did company employees or outside persons perform the review? If the outside persons, what work have they done for their company? If the review is conducted by outside counsel, has management previously engaged such counsel? How long ago was the firm's last representation of the company? How often has the law firm represented the company? How much in legal fees has the company paid the law firm? In a 2016 presentation by Jay Martin, then CCO at Baker Hughes, and Jackie Tremino, Senior Director, Advisory Services at SAI Global, entitled FCPA Compliance Best Practices, Success Stories from Robust and Effective Anti-Corruption Compliance Programs in High-Risk Markets. They discussed the specifics of an investigation protocol. It consisted of, number one, opening and categorizing the case, number two, planning the investigation, number three, executing the investigation plan, number four, determining appropriate follow-up, and number five, closing the case. If you follow this basic protocol, you should be able to work through most investigations in a clear, concise, and cost-effective manner. Furthermore, you should have a report at the end of the day which should stand up to later scrutiny if a regulator comes knocking. Finally, you will be able to document, document, document not only the steps you took, but why and the outcome obtained. Number one opening and categorizing the case. This first step is to categorize your compliance violation. You should notify the relevant individuals, including those on your investigation team and any senior management members under your notification protocols. After notification, you should assemble your team for preliminary meetings and assessment. This step could be accomplished in one to three days after the allegation comes into compliance, either through your reporting function or other means. Two, planning the investigation. After assembling your 
investigative team determine the required investigative tasks that would include document review and interviews. If a hard drive needs to be copied or documents put on hold or sequestered in any way, or relationships need to be analyzed through relationship software programs or keyword search programs, this should also be planned out at this time. These tasks should be integrated into an investigative or work plan so that the entire process is going forward is documented. Also, if there is a variation from the written investigative plan, such variation should be documented with an explanation provided as to why there's such a variation. Lastly, if the international travel, if international travel is involved, it should be also considered and planned for this step. This step should be accomplished within another one to three days. Three, executing the investigative plan. Under this step, the investigation should be completed. I would urge that interviews not be affected until all compliance documents are reviewed and ready for use in any interviews. Care should be taken to ensure that the appropriate upjohn warning is issued and the interviewee clearly understands that whoever is performing the interviews represents the company and not the person being interviewed whether they are target of the investigation or not. The appropriate steps should also be taken to preserve the attorney-client privilege and attorney work product ruminations. This step should be accomplished in one to two weeks. Four, determine appropriate follow-up. At this step, the preliminary investigation should be complete and you're ready to move forward <clears throat> into the final phase. These, in some investigation, it's relatively easy to determine when the work is essentially complete. For example, if the allegation is both specific and narrow, and the investigation reveals a compelling and benign explanation for the conduct alleged, then the investigation is typically complete and you're ready to, to convene the investigative team and the relevant business unit representatives. This group would decide on the appropriate disciplinary step, if appropriate, are needed and other actions to take. This step should be completed in under a week. Note at this step, if there are findings of specific or discrete allegations of corruption and bribery, a decision must be made or should be made on how to handle such findings going forward. And then five, finally closing the case. Under this step, communication of the investigative results to stakeholders and complete your case report. Everything is done and uh, should be documented and stored either electronically or hard copy. The case report should be completed. This step should be completed in under a week. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, a written protocol created before an investigation is always a key starting point. Number two, create specific steps to follow so there will be full transparency and documentation going forward. And number three, in addition to document, 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 consistency in your approach is absolutely critical. If there's a variation in your protocol, it needs to be documented as to the reason of the variation. Certainly, in the time of uh, COVID-19 and the coronavirus health crisis, this could very well be true that you cannot travel to interview witnesses, and that needs to be noted. Although you might remember that three, four, five years down the road, uh, it may be uh, become a question if it's not documented. So consistency in your approach is critical. If you have to change something or have a variation, it should be noted with appropriate level of documentation. This is Tom Fox. I hope you will enjoy this month's offering on hotlines and investigations. 31 days to a more effective compliance program. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance program. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation and compliance. Thanks again for listening.
31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.